the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pierce of the Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Saints of God, God is opening doors of opportunity that no man can shut on us. Doors of opportunity for us to step into the awesome things that God has in store for me and you. Doors of opportunity that will never benefit me and you unless we walk through. Because regardless of the reason, if we don't walk through the doors of opportunity God has opened for me and you, we'll never receive or achieve any of the things that God has in store for me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors of opportunity that God opens for me and you so that we can walk straight into all the things that God has in store for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side and while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out in fear. He said, but straightway, which means right away, Jesus spake unto them, saying, hey, 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 be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. Watch this now. He said, come. It's me. I read the Bible differently than a lot of people. I don't believe that he heard it and he just like jumped out there. I don't believe he did that. I believe a war began to go off on the inside of himself. Let me do me. If it was me, a war would go off on the inside of myself right then. Walk on the water. Why? Oh, man. Come on, man. Hey, hey, I just want to see if it was you. You know, (laughs) you weren't expecting the brother to really do all this, was you? I was just talking, you know, it's me, Pete, foot and mouth disease, you know. I just open up my mouth and insert and say stuff that's stupid, you know. (laughs) You know, come on, G, you can come on in the boat now. I know it's you. Now I know it's you, man. But you know how a lot of us do. Oh, Lord, I'll do anything you want me to do. 
I'll do anything you want me to do. Jesus said, come on, serve me then. <laughs> I was just singing. You know, it was a song that they had on the, on the list this, year, this day. So I'm singing the same song they did. No, God says, no, no. It's time to put your faith where your mouth is. And it's time to put your actions behind your faith. You've been saying you want all this. You've been saying that you want to go into these things that you want to go into. That desire that's on the inside of you was placed in you by me. So you got to understand the desire to do is placed inside of you by God himself. And once he said to him, come, there's a desire now to do. But there's a war going on. Should I do? Should I not do? Should I do? Should I not do? I'm going to do it. And you got a reasoning behind it. I'm going to do it because he said I can do it. I'm going to do it because he said I can. If he said come, then that means I can walk on water. And if, I, and, if, and if he said I could walk on water, I could walk on water. Why is that? Because the Lord ain't never let me down. He's always done what it is that uh, he, he's always backed me up. When he said I could do something, he always made sure that the power was there for me to do it. So I'm going to step out on this water. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. On the count of three, I'm going to walk on this water. I'm going to walk on this water. And he said, yeah, let's go. Let's go. And eventually you just step out. But when he walked out, he was walking on it. I know he was like, ha, ha, ha. Maybe he wouldn't. I would. I'd be like, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. I know he probably got out there. He was like, oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. I'm out here walking on the water. Because, see, you got to understand that as long as you remain in faith, long as you do and keep on doing, it keeps the power of God manifesting for you. It's not a one-time thing. It's a continuous action. It's not a one-time thing. It's a continuous action. You're not, you got to get this. It's not a one-time. I know you think you know this, but it's not a one-time thing. It's a continuous action that as you step out on it, each step you take has to be another step in faith. Because as long as you step in faith, then the faith that you have and the faithfulness of God will undergird you. They'll join together in covenant, undergird you and be able to hold you up to do what it is that he's called you to do. Each step has to be in faith based upon what you believe God has said to you. Whereas with each step, I believe that he was holding fast to the profession of his faith. I can walk on water. I can walk on water. I can do this. I'm doing this. I can walk on water. But then here come the storms and the wave. Contrary. By the way, they were the same storms and waves that were always there. Same storm that existed before is the storm that was going on now. The same waves that was sloshing all over the place was still sloshing around now. The same water that was hitting him upside his head when he was in the boat is the same water that was hitting him when he was walking on the water. Therefore, if it's the same water that was hitting him while he was walking, before he was walking, then that means that obviously the winds and the waves, the storm don't have nothing to do with his ability to walk. Obviously, it has nothing to do with his ability to walk. Why? Because when he first started walking, he didn't steal the waves. He didn't then turn around and steal the winds. He didn't stop the rains uh, and, and all that other kind of stuff. It was still going on. But that shows that you have ability in the spirit to be able to supersede anything that's going on in the natural and to be able to negate your thinking to the point that no longer will you be in doubt and left out, but you'll be able to step forward into what God has in store for you. But if you come out of focus, if you come out of focus, then you have ability to begin to start sinking too. That's what happened to Peter, and that's the same thing can happen to you. He said to him in verse 29, he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the winds boisterous, that's meaning that they were strong, but they were strong to start with. He was afraid. 
and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And of course, immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the winds cease. And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Isn't that interesting how the wind ceased after they got back in the ship? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Because usually Satan will stop the assault that he's bringing against you the moment you stop doing what God told you to do and go back to your place where you had comfort in something else other than the word of God, where you had a place where, you know, you had comfort and faith in something else other than the word of God. He'll stop his assault on you then. You know, anybody ever experienced that? Whereas it's like this all hell break loose until you back up and, and, and back away from what it is that was causing the power of God to be able to manifest in you and your family's life. That's when it backed. That's when it backs up. And it seems like, well, maybe I stepped out at the wrong time. No, you stepped out at the right time. But Satan also knew the right thing to throw at you to be able to cause you to back up. And no longer hold fast to the profession of your faith and not move forward into what God had in store for you. See, he asked him, he said, he said to him, he said, why did you doubt? I can answer that. One of the reasons why he doubted is because he didn't do what it is that the word of God teaches us to do. And that's to hold fast to the confession of his faith. Because while he's walking on the water, he has to continuously remind himself that I can do this because God said I could do this. I can do this because God said I can do this because Satan's going to constantly be talking to you through the circumstances and situations to tell you you cannot do and have what it is that God said you can have and what you can do. But you have to talk to yourself to the point that the word continuously fills your mind and your heart. We read a little while ago, fills your heart and your mind to the point that you can't get any other thought in. See, when something is filled, you can't put anything else in it. If the closet is filled, lady, you just, ladies, you just can't fit nothing else in it. If the garage is filled, brothers, you just can't fit anything else in it. You, can't, you just can't put nothing else in it. Why? Because it's filled. And so God wants your heart and your mind filled with his word. Why? Because that's what's going to motivate you and empower you to do what it is he told you to do. Same way Satan operates. Satan wants your mind and your heart filled with his words because he knows it will fill your heart and your mind with that which is necessary to motivate you to do the opposite of what it is that God said to do. But when he began to start seeing what was going on, then he stepped out of faith because faith does not require sight. Second Corinthians chapter five. Second Corinthians chapter five. We'll start reading in verse seven. In fact, let's just read seven. It says, for we, speaking of the just, the people who are in Christ, for we walk by faith. That's how Peter was walking on the water was by faith. He heard what God said, believed it to the point that he was willing to operate on it. He went out and did what he said to do. And then he continued to walk. Notice when we read about it, he said, and Peter walked upon the water. It didn't say he stepped out and stood upon the water. Why? Because walking is a continual motion, whereas you just continue to do it. But with each step, you have to walk in faith, which means each step you take, you have to walk remembering what God said, knowing that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Remembering what God said, knowing he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Remembering what God said, knowing he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Or another way of looking at it is that you got to continuously, with each step, you have to continuously remain in faith. Now, the difficulty is, is that everything else is going to be talking to you. 
Satan's going to be talking to you. Circumstances and situations going to be talking to you. The natural's going to be talking to you. And all of those things are going to be boisterous and contrary. They're going to be boisterous and contrary because Satan will step up strong up against you. You don't believe me? Try to do what God tells you to do and see won't he step up strong against you. But at the exact same time, you have to meet what he steps up with you with with the strength that God gives you in his word that says, I'm going to do what he said he's going to do. And I'm just going to keep moving forward in him. Verse seven said, for we walk by faith, not by sight. So we walk by faith, not by sight. Or another way of looking at it also in relationship to what we're talking about right now is once you begin to start seeing the natural and drawing your strength and ability from the natural, then that means you'll stop walking and stop moving forward into what God has in store for you. And that's when he began to sink. Long as he was walking, he wasn't sinking. But when he stopped walking, that's when he began to start sinking. Why? Because he came out of faith and began to start operating based upon what he see. Satan can manipulate what you see. That's why you got to remind yourself on a regular basis what God said, because as you remind yourself on a regular basis of what God said, it will give you a view of what's available to you, which will cause you to be able to see what God said. And because of that, you'll be able to move forward into what God has in store for you. You have to see what God said more than you see what Satan is saying to you. You got to see what God said. You got to know it. That's why that, remember that uh, was uh, the things that you have heard, which means to understand. It's got to be sure on the inside of you. You got to know it. Well, God wants you to know it so that you can be able to move forward into what God has in store for you. Go over to Second um, Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3. See, you got to remind yourself over and over and over again of what God says to you. That's why he put that behold next to the fact that he opened the door for you. Why? Because you need to gaze intently upon, put your focus upon, stare at, and constantly be reminded of the fact that God has opened a door for you. Of course, this right here, this account right here is where uh, Peter is talking about the last days and what's going to occur in the last days. But we can derive from that. What it is that we need to do is we begin to start moving forward into the open door that God has in store for us. Start reading chapter three, verse one. It says this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance. He wants to stir it up, stir up that gift that's within you, stir up that word that God placed in you. Because, see, if you don't uh, if you allow the word of God to become sedimentary in you or stop being stirred up, it will drop down to the bottom. How many people remember making chocolate a long time ago, chocolate milk and stuff like that? Well, if you make chocolate milk, you put the uh, chocolate, whether it's the powder or whether it's the liquid form, you put that in the milk, and what will we do? We will stir it up. And when we will stir it up, the molecules that are in the milk will begin to start mixing with the molecules that are in the powder or the liquid. And then they will begin to mingle together till before you know it, the milk will become chocolate through and through. And you stir it up and you be like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But I mean, you also remember that after you would drink it and set it down and then pick it up and drink it and set it down and pick it up and drink it and set it down. When you get to the end down there, the bottle, you see a lot of chocolate down there at the bottom. You be thinking like, dang, what's all this chocolate at the bottom? The chocolate that sits at the bottom is that which, because it was no longer stirred, it began to separate from 
the molecule of the milk and begin to, and because it's heavier, it would drop down to the bottom and remain in the bottom of the glass, which meant that your milk could have been a lot more chocolatey if you would have continued to stir it up. If you would have drank some and then stirred it some more, because as you stir it, you also heat it up. And as you heat it up, it allows solid mass to become more liquefied, which makes it easier to be able to mesh together and bond together. What are you talking about, Pastor? As you begin to stand still in the things of God and not move forward into what he has in store for you, when you begin to stop and start to hesitate, what ends up happening is that the word of God, God is placed on the inside of you, will begin to start separating from you in your own mind. And when it separates from you, it will drop down to the bottom and no longer begin to start, if I could put it this way, no longer will it uh, be able to uh, chocolify. <laughs> if I can make up a word, I just did. It, no longer will it uh, chocolify the word, the milk. Yeah, chocolify. I don't start mixing metaphors and got lost someplace. Chocolify the milk, and it will begin to start separating from the milk and then dropping to the bottom. And what ends up happening with us when we don't continuously keep the word stirred up on the inside of us is that that which God said to you will begin to start separating from you. Well, technically speaking, you separate from it. He don't separate from you because God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But we, we separate from it. That's why God will give us a word. We'd be excited about it for a while. But if we don't do anything about it, it begins to separate and drop. We read on. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. The way you stir up your mind is by remembering. The way you stir up your minds is by remembering. When God puts a word up on the inside of you, the way you stir it up is by remembering. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first. That there shall come in the last days scoffers, that's mockers and people who are going to say things contrary, walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness. But is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned. Sing, well, we stop right there. We'll be burned up. Now that's talking, of course, about. People who are scoffing and mocking about the return of the Lord. And he's speaking specifically here about Jewish people that will come back to them and talk about it or people who would come back and talk about it. But yet he was telling them, hey, I need you to stay stirred up and reminded of what God said to you. 
whether anybody else believes it, whether nobody believe it. I need you to continuously be reminded of what it is that was said. Why? Because otherwise you'll start becoming like them. People who mocked and saying, well, where's your God? I've been, I've been sitting around waiting. I've been waiting on this manifestation that you've been talking about, but I ain't seen no manifestation you're talking about. And begin to start mocking you and saying things to you and reminding you of the fact that God has not yet come through. You know, saying, well, when he going to come? Is it going to be today? Is it going to come tomorrow? When he going to come? When, you know, just like they, but he said, you know, hey, they just like the ones that back in Noah's day was mocking him also. While Noah was, Noah was a, a preacher of righteousness, saying what it is that God said and doing what God told him to do to be able to establish a place where he would be safe and, every, and God could be able to come through for him, too. And he said, just like they was mocking him, they're going to mock you. But remember, there was a day that the rain dropped. And when that rain dropped, it destroyed everything and everybody but the people that did what I told them to do. That's what he's talking about right here. And just like that day occurred, this day is going to occur. Because there's going to come a day where he's going to split the sky. He had promised that he would never destroy the earth by water again, but he would destroy it by fire. He was saying there's going to be a day come where when this fire comes, everything going to melt. But you just make sure that you stay in faith in the meantime, because God's not slack concerning his promises. If he promised something, he going to do it. To you, it might seem like a long time, but to God, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. But when we learned previously that you, we need to have patience, knowing that God's going to do what it is he's going to say, and you just keep doing what you're supposed to do in the meantime, you're going to look up and just like a thief in the night, God's going to come and do what he said he's going to do. That's why I, he told you coming into this year that suddenly it's going to start manifesting in the midst of y'all lives. Just keep doing what it is he told you to do. You just keep believing, keep stirring up the faith that's within you because you don't want him to be ready to do what he wants to do for you in your midst of life, in the middle of your life. But the word of faith that he gave you is now separated because of you not continuously stirring it up by remembrance and it is separated from you now he can't do for you what it is he wanted to do why because God wishes that none should perish I want to save everybody but in the meantime you make sure you stay stirred up are you listening to me well I'm using that to give you to let you know that you need to stay stirred up and in remembrance of what it is that God has said to you because if you stay in remembrance of what it is that God said to you it will continuously empower you to do what God told you to do keep on doing what God told you to do as he said do and keep on doing, doing, keep on doing so that when he shows up as that thief in the night to be able to get you what it is he wants to do for you and come through for you like he wants to come through for you, you be found faithful doing what it is that you're supposed to do. Are you listening to me? Because you got to do it and keep on doing it. Are you listening to me? The principle that he was trying to teach them there is don't stop doing what it is that God told you to do. Keep on doing it. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you're blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you've learned a little bit more about the open doors of opportunity that God has opened for us. I hope that you also learned the importance of those doors being walked through by us. I also hope that your faith is rising in the fact that God not only opens doors for me and you, but that He opens those doors so that He can bless and use me and you. So let's believe God's word is true and benefit from the things that our loving God does for me and you. So come on, saints, let's walk through every door that he opens for me and you and not miss out on a single thing that God has in store for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 Then That's area code 210 
or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after soul. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a very beneficial fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. Especially if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar. God has brought here to San Antonio to help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the widest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until it's night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is providing at no charge. Little on, VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did. That is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you married to. I look forward to seeing you this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing work we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.